What's going on, everybody? Andrew Vos, Iris Burton here, bringing you Success Direct podcast, where you're going to hear about things that are going on in the world, real estate, other business ventures. You're going to hear from our successful as hell friends that are going to come on, give you what they think our topics talk about that help them get successful, all that stuff. We're going to talk about the pain points in the world that people don't want to talk about. We're going to, yeah, give you our opinion. So what's up, Iris? Hey, so today's topic is the mindset um, of a 1099 person versus a W2 person. So obviously this is a success podcast. We talk about business, right? Um, yep. Starting companies, ending companies, making shifts to different companies. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. 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 So like. I kind of feel like we had this recent situation having a 1099 versus a W-2 where a W-2 person, obviously you're working a set amount of hours, you get paid for your time, you have to do all the things that your boss wants you to do. 1099 requires a lot more initiative and hustle. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people, they see, you know, it. I, th I think like entrepreneurship, it all starts at this point and then the journey after that is um, different for everybody but they see somebody that's successful or they see what could happen right it's like a goal or a dream it's really a dream and then the goal is set from that dream right the goal is to get to that dream but i think a lot of people get into this mindset they're like man i see this guy or this lady and they're so successful i want to do what they do and then they go into the mindset of, well, they're like, I just need to get from point A to Z. And they forget about B, C, D, E, F, G, blah, blah, blah. And all the shit that got them to Z, they don't want to do. So it starts with that discipline, right? I think discipline is the most key thing. It's like, man, I'm if you're committing to 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. going to the gym, it's every day. You're going to do that every day. It's like your alarm goes off. Guess what? It's you're not negotiating with yourself. It's no, this is a, this is a thing we are doing and we're getting up and we're getting our ass out of bed and we're going to the gym. And that, I think that's what happens in real estate or real estate. Yeah. But with 1099 is they start negotiating with themselves and they start saying like, ah, I'll just go later or you know what? It's not feeling it today. Maybe my body needs a break. Okay. You've gone to the gym three times in your life. Your body don't need a break. Your body's had a break for 34, 30 years. I don't, you need less breaks, more action, right? So, yeah. so um, with the W2, I mean, W, if you can hold both, I, for my, when I first started real estate, I was a W2 and a 1099 because I worked for a government company. So, my tax benefits were whew, were amazing because I paid I paid into Medicare, Medicaid, I paid Social Security all out of my W two. So when I had to file taxes for my ten ninety nine, all of them were already paid for, right? And I I think I owed like nothing or a couple thousand dollars. But it's easy to go in. It's easy to do be a W two. I don't care what you are. You just go. You're, you're like a freaking robot. You show up at eight, eight to four, eight to five, nine to five, whatever yours is. 
and you basically have majority of the things done for you. You're like, here's your book. Okay, <laughs> go through there, do your job, you know. It's and like yet, school. Yeah. It's like being it's, in school. Get told what to do. You do it. You know, that's ba- I think that's basically what school is now. It's indoctrinating you to go to college. To take out a That's loan. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, you're ba- they're it's training not, you to be in. What, there's a book that somebody wrote. I can't remember what it was, but they confessed that the whole design of school was to build, you know, teach people to read and to do and to follow the rules, so that they can grow up and work in the factories. Yeah, um, let's try to find that book and share that with our audience because I and if if I haven't read it, I don't recall that, but. If I haven't read it, I want to read it too. I but... think it's Think and Grow Rich I, or Rich Dad, Poor Dad or one of those books. R- Rich Dad, Poor Dad, an amazing book. It's like one of the first entrepreneurial books I've read. I read. Me too. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's why they say like a lot of time. a lot of times, um, well, let's get back to the W-2. It's a ton of benefits, right? Being a W-2, right? You don't have to use your brain. Everything's done for you. Well, you, have... you might have to use your brain. <laughs> a little bit. But <laughs> but what I mean is there's it's a lot of the creativity of like how you build your business and the discipline and the structure, it's done for you. Like you have you have a ball of like structure and things done for you and they just say, Hey, here you go. Right. Work with it, right? Whereas in a ten ninety nine, you know, yeah, you if you're on a team or whatever company you're at, they, they probably have tools and systems and processes in place. But in order to get to those tools, processes, and systems, you have to do a little extra legwork. You have to go out of your way. You have to seek the mentorship. You have to read a book. You have to you have to educate yourself a lot more than um, going to a regular nine to five. Now, I do think education is important. Um, for specialty fields. I think doctors, lawyers, I mean, I don't want anybody I don't want a lawyer that's not gone to college or passed the bar. I don't want a doctor touching my, me or my family that hasn't gone to med school. Like I just no engineers, I think they need to go to school too. But I don't know. Most uh most employers I think are starting to shy away from those those BS degrees like MBA, like MBA, the what is an MBA? It's like nothing. In my opinion, it's just nothing. It's like you learn business calculus, like to the 10th derivative, like you learn how to structure a business, but you never actually ran one. It's like, yeah. And you yeah. don't know how to, you need sales experience. Yes. Sales. I think every, if everybody knew how to sell, I think selling is one of the, one of the top, I mean, it's got to be the top paying job in the world, because if you can sell stuff, I'm not saying scheme people or like rip people off. I'm talking about be good personality, smile, well-kept, uh, good teeth, like healthy fit. Like there's a lot of stuff that goes into sales that are nonverbal communication. It's like, and if you can do all those things, shoot, you'll make crap load of money. But 1099 verse, what's your take on 1099 verse W-2? Yeah, I mean, W-2 is definitely a lot easier and safer. Mm. So, and I kind of did what you did. I still worked a full-time job, and then I started an e-commerce business, and it was How did that go? 
it went well. I so my first product was kind of weird. So I was in like <laughs> I bought I bought my Cricut. You know what a Cricut is? A it's phone? like this machine that cuts. Oh. No. It's a machine that cuts um, paper. So I was like making T-shirts for everybody, right? I was making T-shirts for little little league football teams, like, and I loved it. It was fun, and it was just kind of like my side hustle because I wanted to, you know, see if I can get this going. So I was like uh, retail arbitrage. I was going to like the Goodwill. I was finding stuff at the Goodwill, and then I'd flip it. And I was just trying to get practice so that when I started on Amazon, I knew what I was doing with shipping and everything. So I found a product overseas, sourced it. I was in this cricket group and everybody was making these cute little dice from the Dollar Tree. And I was like, man, we, like, they're so hard to cover because they'll, they'll be like these bright colors, orange, blue, and red. I was like, if, we, if I could source this product in just plain white, they would be easier to paint. So you probably don't, like, it's like artsy stuff, so. But, um, yeah, I was making, like, $300 a day selling these tiny little white foam cubes to a bunch of um, crafters. Shoot. How do and we then, scale this thing? Oh, scale it. Okay, so tip number one, get a freaking trademark because oh. I got knocked off. Ooh. I got knocked off. They stole my pictures. They stole my descriptions, everything from Amazon. And so uh, I got knocked out because they were able to do it. I honestly think it was my um, my source because they were able. So I was charging like eighteen dollars for a set of twelve, I think, and then they were doing it for like nine dollars for like five or six bucks. And I can't compete with that. Like I have to pay for shipping, you know. And this was overseas, so they could do it a lot cheaper because they got yeah. kids doing it. Kids so it. what? Let me ask you. So. You you've worked both W nine, um, ten nine or W two ten ninety nine. Excuse me. What are struggles that you have every day? Like what what do you like? What's your routine? And I and I know you and I have discussed this plenty of times, right? And it's hard for me to admit it, right? Because I always want to be the go 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 guy. Like nothing freaking stops me, right? But let's be real. I have freaking days that you know well you you hear it we we have conversations and i'm just like fuck this fuck i'm just like over it right like um but i and then i think about like the reward and the prize and the lifestyle and what we're able to provide for you know the the rewards completely outweigh the bs right but what's your like what's some struggles that you have and how do you kind of deal with those yeah i think the hardest thing is just being patient and putting in the work like yeah so those little foam dice were super easy to sell but then i bought my i brought on another product and that was hard as shit i ended up breaking even on that one then i brought on another product and that one flopped so but just like keep trying and keep going but then the capital like eventually you run out of money and you can't do like do things things at least in e-commerce Real estate is kind of the same, though, because if you don't have money to buy photos to list, you know, properties, then you're kind of, I mean, I know agents that are maxing up credit cards because they're just not, they don't know. They get distracted by, like, all the shiny things with marketing. I think people rip people off on marketing. 
and I don't know, just not having the patience, but also the capital to be able to keep going and stay in the game. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say that that was my biggest fear, but also mindset, like having the faith to see it through, like, this is what I want to do and then actually doing it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It is interesting. It's, it is, it is, harder than it, it is freaking hard. Um, but the great thing about like, I mean, most 10, 1099, I would think are majority are sales, right? Think about this. I worked at the government and I made just under a hundred thousand dollars and I had a really flexible schedule. I worked for, um, contracting company, but we, I had a lot of great benefits worked with all my buddies. I knew a lot of them from working in the army. We all had a good relationship. I had it pretty easy. Um, I worked with 10 special forces and it was amazing because it's the same type of group of guys. I grew up in the military with same personalities. It just, it was vibing. Right. But I was capped. I had a ceiling. So like, they're like, yeah, you're basically never going to make over like $96,000 a year. I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's a great living um, for most people. But I, I like nice stuff. I like to travel a lot. I like to send, I like to buy, be able to forward my daughters. I'm just going to use something really simple. Lunch money. Like I know, I know there there's people out there that are like, man, they got a couple kids and you know, that two or $3 for lunch every day on two or three kids that freaking adds up, right? Just simple stuff like that, that should not stress a parent out or a kid should never have to worry about. I, I like barely look at my bank account now, right? I look at my bank account when I have like major things go out or come in, but I, I just, that's like, uh, that's my security because I've seen if we, if we didn't learn anything over the last two and a half years is your secure W2 job is not freaking safe. They freaking fired people that have were busting their ass during COVID because they wouldn't get a freaking vaccine. Like, so I don't know if security, right. And I agree. There is some sense of security though. Right. But, but that security can be ripped away just as fast as walking out in the middle of the street and getting hit by a bus, right? Because not, you're not in full control of your life at that point. Somebody else is in control of your paycheck and it's freaking sad. I mean, all those people should freaking sue the government, in my opinion, freaking get your money. No, it's stupid. Those people were taking care of everybody and cops, nurses, all that crap. And then they get fired. But I think it's just, um, I think 1099 has one, it's the hardest you can do, but it has the most reward. Like you can help the most people. You can help yourself the most. You can provide for your family. You can create, you create the best freaking friendships because you guys are all in this shit together. So where yeah. W2, it just takes time, right? time, time, patience, money. Yeah. 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 So, um, what they say, like the average millionaire or billionaire has several multiple streams of income. And then if you lose one income, it's not like you're losing your job where, you know, yeah. a lot of this stuff is automated, especially. So like my goal with Amazon was to get everything. And I did, I had everything in their warehouse 
All I did was check my phone every day to see how many sales I had. I literally had to do nothing, just send product to Amazon and then get paid. Like it's, it's stupid easy once you figure it out. Like, and I think it's oversaturated now, but like having more money coming in from different places is definitely safer than one check. Yeah. And that goes back to that. I mean, that is a direct reflection of your mindset because mindset is also part of maturity, right? Like the, it's the more mature you are or the less mature you are, your mindset's going to be a little bit different. So you start, say you're 1099 making all this freaking money. You give somebody that's super immature, give a shit. They give a shit what they look like. They care what everybody else thinks about them. The car they drive, the vacations they travel. Wait, I feel like I'm describing myself because I do all this shit, but I don't care what anybody thinks about me. I just like nice stuff. But now they bring their lifestyle up to match their paycheck. And now they're basically living paycheck to paycheck too, because so like when we're talking about mindset, that's, that's not just discipline to get up and do your daily activities. That's, that's financial discipline too, that you have to learn and maturity and stuff like that, that listen, you're, you're going to make a shitload of money. If you work your butt off, you're going to make a bunch of money, but you, like you said, you have to diversify. You have to slow down a little bit and you have to say, okay, is my business to where I want to be? Can I go do something else? If I leave my business completely, is it going to crumble? Because now I'm shifting focus and anybody like I see people doing 90 freaking network marketing companies. They're pushing lotion, potions, freaking travel, freaking every all to all their friends. They're not making a shitload of money in any of them. But if they took all that effort and let me just take the 90 down to five. Okay, if they took all that effort and took it out of that five, five businesses and just focused on one, hyper-focused on it, they would fucking crush it and they would make five times more money. But, you know, everybody just, they just get in this realm that like, oh, I need to do this so fast. It's like, they're like trying to catch up to somebody. Like, who, the, who are you trying to catch up to? Like, just slow you, down. We're trying to catch up to you. <laughs> you... We're, we're all in this together. We're all caught up. But what I mean is they're like, it's like they're racing against the clock. Like, yeah, we do have, we do have a clock. Everybody is going to pass on. Right. But what I mean by clock is like, you're just trying to do stuff so fast and you're actually like doing stuff way slower because you're trying to multitask and do 90 things at once rather than just focus on one. And, but a lot of that's maturity. I mean, I started my first business in 2015 16 yeah I'm trying to think yeah i started doing real estate and i was trying to do everything so fast and that's when i ended up in $200,000 in debt because i was trying to borrow money from everybody trying to flip houses trying to build my network marketing company when i really my network marketing company was booming i should have put all my effort into that got my income up to 10, 20 K a month there took that money and self-funded or had reserves and used hard money for those instead of borrowing from friends and family on that. See, if you just stop and so you're against, are you against borrowing? I no. I think borrowing, I think you should use everybody else's money 
just not your friends and family. There's hard money lenders, there's bank, there's secure lines of credit. But what I did is I took like, all right, let's get all these credit cards. All right, now we have like $200,000 worth of credit cards. Let's cash advance them all. So I had all these friends and family and I'm like, all right, we're just gonna flip these houses. I had like the crappiest partners. I had no clue what I was doing. And I was, I was, I was so focused on getting to the goal, the finish line that I was like missing step after step, after step, after step. And it caused me to get $200,000 in debt, paid everybody off. I got stuck with it. it I basically holding the bag, right? I was like, all right, well, this sucks. <laughs> and I just crawled my way out. And when I got into real estate, I focused, I got hyper-focused on real estate. And when I did that, man, my freaking business, I focused on branding, sales, talking to people, relationships I could make as fast as possible. Um, and I, I did it with, I was genuine. I, I had, I had like my time, there was, my time was very intentional. I didn't just spend it with like jabron, like these people just off the street. I was going to say jabronis, but. <laughs> Is that an Italian thing? No, that's like a rock thing from the oh. like WWE. Like Dwayne oh. Johnson, you freaking jabronis or something like that. But no, I just, I was very purposeful and intentional with my time. But so I, I'm all about the 1099. I think if you have a job and you're trying to do, get a business off the ground and you have a W2, I think you should work at your W2, like Jim Rohn says, right? Um, work your day job and work on your fortune um, on the side, right? Um, I can't yeah. remember the quote, but that's basically what Jim Rohn says. And work at your W-2, whether you have a family or not, if you're going to jump into the 1099 and entrepreneurial world, you're going to have to make sacrifices. But it's it's probably better, there, you're going to have to make sacrifices. So with time, money, it just, it sucks, right? But that everybody that has a successful business has done that. So you can sit around and say it sucks, but you're not alone. Like you're not the first one to sacrifice your time. Like, come on. Like, well, but see, I think the thing is, it, it's nice to hear you say that because a lot of times we just see the highlights. Like people don't talk shit about real estate. They're always posting like just sold or just listed. And, but you don't see the, like all the deals that fell apart, you know, people don't post about that. And so I think, everyone's so jaded about the actual journey of building a business and yeah like when i quit my job i was terrified i could only rely on my marketing business and i freaking had to do doordash like that was so embarrassing i was like i had a dream i was gonna like do all these big things here i am i can't even afford to get my kids christmas gift gifts because I'm out here door dashing and I was just like sitting in my car crying like what what did I do? I can't believe I quit like this really amazing job to be in this position. Yeah. But thankfully like I feel like those times just make me stronger and people stronger in general. But it's not it's not like I said it's not easy. No, it's not easy. But you know how many times um people have done They've gone into the entrepreneurial world and they've done it for five years and then they freaking quit. It's like, 
it blows my mind. It's like, okay, I get it. If you're like half-assing it and you're not really trying, like, I get it. Yeah, quit. Go do something else. It may not be for you. Go work for somebody. That's fine. But what happens if that 500, that five-year one day was that click? You just freaking quit on your dream. You quit the right before that pop happened, like that momentum, right? So I think you got to give yourself realistic timelines. I think we, we have a timeline for our team, right? We want, we have certain goals we want to hit in 18 months, right? Well, right now we're on a 45, we're on like another 30 day timeline with our coach and stuff. But I think you have to give yourself realistic timelines, but, and, and I think, I think people dream and goal, they set goals too small for themselves because I like to set goals that are like, I think are almost unattainable because I'm like trying to work it. All right. It's not, I think, I think I can hit it. I know I can hit it. I got this. Right. And it's like, say you want your income to be uh, $10,000 a month. Right. I'm like, damn, damn, I'm going to get to $10,000 a month. And when, at the time it may not seem like attainable, but as you start getting that momentum, then you're like, you hit $10,000 a month. And I'm like, screw that. I want a hundred K. So I think sometimes people just, they stop too soon and they set too weak of goals. Like they don't, they don't like give themselves enough, like, like pressure, um, to get there is my, I don't know. I, I love the pressure. I love these like ridiculous goals and shit we're chasing. And I like all that stuff. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, what's up, Iris? I feel like you got something to say. Say it. No, I said it. I said it in the beginning. Um, All right. I said a lot in the beginning. I, it's, yeah. But, well, and some people just comes naturally, but I still feel like it's a lot of work. Yeah. Because even if you have the gift of gab and you can sell whatever. Um, sell me this pen. I not have the organizational skills. To sell keep me it this pen. <laughs> um, yeah. Is that, what is that movie? Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. That's such yep. a crazy movie. Yeah, that's a crazy story. That guy was definitely one of the best entrepreneurs. Um, scam artist. Um, don't recommend doing what he <laughs> did, but he was like one of the, I mean, if you could model his hustle and his gift to gab and his sales ability, I mean, and use it for good, I mean, the dude, you, you'll freaking crush it. I mean, because what he did was incredible. He just, you know, hookers blow and lying to people probably isn't the best way to do it <laughs> yeah i prefer an ethical approach but yeah 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 same likewise yeah so um we're on youtube apple and spotify yes and we'll yes 